passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Well, today's podcast a little bit different because when I look outside today, I don't see doom, gloom, clouds, and rain. I see something in the sky that resembles the sun. So it's a bright, cheery day, and I expect nothing but cheery goodness from Al Dukes. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. As uh, comedian Brian Regan would say, the big yellow one's the sun. That Well, that's the one I like. That's a punchline to one of his, uh, his uh, hilarious jokes, Jerry. Hysterical. Jerry, one of the oddest things... To me, and I'm trying to, I I really, when I heard this on the program this morning, I really had to delve deep into people's behaviors. And I I think this is why I love serial killer uh, documentaries and documentaries about weird people. What makes someone choose certain behaviors? Okay. You follow? Yeah. So a, a guy called into the Boomer and Geo show this morning and said something to the effect of, the doctor who separated the uh, twins that were that were co-joined at the head, that doctor has passed away, and I can't believe you guys are not talking about it. Like, what? I would love to know when that hit him, and he thought, well, this is interesting. The doctor that separated the co-joined twins at the head has passed. Why, well, probably should call WFAN and wonder why I'm not hearing about this on <laughs> their sports talk program. Like, I, I thought about that most of the show today. Like, I'd go to the bathroom to pee, and I'd be like, what What about it did it make that guy go, let me call 
Let me call FAN on this one. I do not know the answer to that. I don't know. Oh, Other than he feels very close to Boomer and Geo because okay. they're a part of his everyday life and you right. feel like you know them. Maybe he felt like, let me just float this out there and get a sense right. of what they're thinking. And if they don't know, maybe now they'll know. And Melbourne, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know what anybody thinks about anything anymore. He sounded very upset, almost like he was going to cry about this. So I don't know if he had a connection to this fella, if, if he just was like amazed at the uh, separation of the twins at the head, like what it was. But something connected that guy to that. And you're right. He must have felt very strongly a personal bond with Boomer and Geo to get that out there. I would think. I did not hear this call. Was, yeah. Today, I was I was doing a lot of editing in between my segments, so I only really heard, for the most part, when I was uh, on the show. Yeah. So I didn't hear a lot of it. At one point, I put my headphone in to hear that there was, you guys were having trouble with the calls, mm-hmm. and my headphones came right back out. So I don't know. I didn't hear the tone. I didn't hear him, so I will take your word for it, and I have no answers for you. you got to hit the re- uh, radio.com rewind button on that one, Jerry. And just I could, but I, on a loop. I have 19 things i got to go find for audio for tomorrow, so okay. I don't think I'll be doing that. No time for that then. Got it. Um, One of the things that I hope uh, changes uh, with the coronavirus, and it's something I had been noticing going out to restaurants prior to this hitting, was there are certain bathrooms in restaurants, and a lot of times the people who work at the restaurant use the same bathroom as the people who are patrons of the restaurant, right? Restaurant is one bathroom generally. Right. They They don't have a bathroom for the cooks in the back. I don't know. I've waiters never been in the back. I guess it would depend on the restaurant. But I'm guessing for the most part, most of these places have one bathroom. The cook needs to use the restroom. They use the restroom that we use. There are restaurants now that I'm really thinking about this. The ones that have the hand dryer as opposed to the towels, which I'm very against as a public bathroom. Because then, like, let's say it's a cook at a restaurant. This guy or gal is washing their hands, the air drying their hands, which we know doesn't really work, and then they have nothing to grab the door handle with uh, to exit. And if they were using paper towels like are in most nice, normal bathrooms, they would have that. And now they're going back to the restaurant cooking area, touching your food. That is true. Very true. And I'm going to start bringing this to the attention of restaurant uh, managers when I start going out again. Good. Just let me know when you're going and where you're going. I'm going to yeah. go somewhere else. Well, I'm going to mention on my way out, not on my <laughs> way in. I'm going to say, you know, but this is a good talking point because I could go, amid the recent coronavirus outbreak, I was thinking, maybe this is my new business, Jerry. I go in and redo bathrooms. There you go. A new career for you, yeah. which we all might need soon if we don't start getting back to some sort of normalcy. Right. Uh, and I could just go in and fix bathrooms. Speaking of which, I, 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 if all goes according to plan, I will be moving in about a month, month and okay. a half, two months, somewhere. Let's say somewhere in the two-month range. And the place I'm moving to uh, will need a bathroom. What are okay. your thoughts on a urinal? Go for it. I, I, here's bathroom. what I would say. It would fit you because no one has those in their house. Yeah. It's a great that, idea. That can't cost much, right? Put I don't urinal. know. I mean, <sighs> to buy a urinal? Well, I don't think it's a matter of the urinal itself as much as it is the installation and the piping. Right. You know? I mean, I think that's probably the bigger issue. Um, 
That's a, a good question. I know you'd have to talk to a plumber or a contractor, I would yeah. say. But you can get a urinal. I'm looking online. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Get a urinal. A nice – how about we get you a nice Kohler urinal? Yeah, the great brand urinal. $468, and that's right. top of the line. And how cool would that be? I think it's pretty neat. You get American Standard for $229. I've always felt like when I was younger, a younger man, Jerry, I felt two things would make me feel like I was a success in life. One, if I was driving a red Porsche, which now seems midlife crisis-y. Yeah, well, at 50, I would say so, yeah. Two, have a urinal in my bathroom. You get, how about this one? Kohler makes Mm a urinal that's black, because usually they're only white. Right. This thing looks cool. It's decorative. $222 at Home Depot. See, I'm getting one of these. I think you should do this. Because I'm getting the bung and I have to get the bathroom renovated anyway. Go Put for it, man. Urinal. I think that'd be badass. That is called a, uh, that's called, I would say, something that would define you. That's a defining piece in your place. Plus one, think about how much water I'm saving. Now I'm not flushing a toilet for urine. Uh, true, you're still flushing, but not as much. Right, not as much. It's like a little bit. I agree. I think it's awesome. Go for now, it. I'm in. I can't wait wh- to see it if I'm allowed. I'd love to invite you over to use my urinal. I mean, well, I don't think we're allowed right now. No, well, I don't I don't have the ownership of the home yet either. Um, two, where would I get urinal cakes from in order to – because I've got a – Georgia dis- Pacific. They'll make urinal cakes as well? I mean, if screens. you want a urinal cake, I mean, you can go on Amazon and buy urinal cakes. I remember we were going to get the urinal screens that said uh, warm-up show and post-game podcast. Yes. Maybe I get one of those for my urinal. There you go. And then it's start not a bad spreading idea. it around. You can go to, uh, there's a bunch of places actually you can get these for. They're not much money. Yeah. Okay. And you can even get pink ones. Pink urinal cakes? Yeah. You get all sorts of different <laughs> colors. And those are in. the ones, yeah, I'm going to get that. When you said you're in, it sounded like urine. No, no. Well, yeah. I mean, it does sound like it, but that's not what I meant. You're in with the urinal. Love it. Okay. I'm getting a urinal. Done deal. Nice. Uh, We did discuss, you said you didn't hear a lot of the show because you were uh, cutting up audio and such, but did you hear this uh, uh, through photos and videos? Uh, Governor Cuomo, people believe he has nipple rings. I did not hear this. Yeah. If you, right now, I know you're in front of your computer because you just Googled urinals. If you Google uh, Governor Cuomo nipples. Okay. It's very wow. interesting. And now he's an older guy. And even when he was younger, nipple rings weren't a thing. So it's not like he would have got them when he was younger and kept them. Oh, it comes right up. And I wonder, does he have to address this today when he speaks? No. I don't I do not think he has to address this. Huh. Address it why? Oh I think it's an interesting thing to have for an older man like that. Governor. I'm looking at one. It looks like he's got double nipples. Yeah, double nipple rings. I don't even think it's a ring. Like, there's one. It lo- it doesn't look like anything to me. It just looks like he's got a double nipple. Well, do you have around your nipples bumps? Uh, I've seen yes. bumps around some people's nipples. Sure. A little so bit. Nothing have, crazy, but yes. Right. So he might have some crazy bumps around his nipples that are making it seem like it's the spike that goes through the nipple. I think that's very possible, but I do not think... I'm looking at all these. Yeah. I do not believe he's got nipple rings. I'm sorry. And you don't think it needs to be addressed today? No. Are you kidding me? We're in a, we're in one of the most unusual, crazy moments in our life 
It's a pandemic, which I never yeah. thought we'd ever go through, and we are. People are sheltered in their homes. Mm-hmm. The streets look like, you know, old western towns, and you want to spend a couple of minutes asking him about his nipples? I would like one quick question. Well, maybe at think... the end. You can, you can imagine you go to the press conference, stand yeah. six feet apart from everybody, and then when he's like, all right, any more questions? At that point, you can say, uh, Al Dukes from the Boomer and Geo program, WFAN, I would just like to inquire about your nipples, sir. Yeah, people are asking. People are wondering. Yeah, and then maybe you can end the press conference with some levity, and people will laugh, and it will be hilarious. <laughs> oh, and I had to make it on the news at night. And or a hilarious... you'll be arrested and kicked out. <laughs> and a hilarious local reporter asked Governor Cuomo whether he has nipple rings. He's gone from local hero to state heel. <laughs> And he's been thrown out of his apartment complex. I was, and by the way, I was very disappointed. No one said anything. I thought that was a great story about the 16-year-old that stopped a kidnapping. I tell today. you what happened, Jerry, because this is what I thought, and I think this is what why you got no reaction. I think we thought there was sound attached to it that you were going to play when you were done speaking. No. I think I, that I, was what caught us. But I, I even said I just read this on the Associated Press. Oh, we missed that part. I, I mean, did hear like, Associated Press. No one said anything. Yeah. Like, you right. did get a very cold response to that. I got no response. It wasn't even cold. It was nothing. Yeah. Ungats. Like, Ungats. Right. That is the problem. And you know what? I, I, I do believe. So there have been times that I have. I told you I went back and listened. I've listened a couple of times, all kidding aside, on, on the uh, Rewind and Radio.com. Because I'm curious yeah. what it sounds like. Okay. And there really are times out that it's a, it doesn't sound any different. That the... The sound of it is studio quality. You, when we actually can pick up on when someone's ending a thought and then you pick up there, it actually sounds like we're in studio a lot of times. But there are times when we don't know because we can't see one another, when we're stepping on one another, where it's really frustrating. Yes. And that happened, I thought, a lot today. Yeah, it does happen quite a lot. Anytime it's more than two people talking, like Boomer and Geo, once you're adding a third, fourth, fifth voice... It's impossible. It's impossible. I also find like when Geo's interacting with the callers, when the caller stops talking, there's like, and I know it's only a second of dead air, but it feels like a minute. And you can also, I don't know if you've noticed, you can also hear the, um, the that slight little delay echo as well. Yeah, that's what, what mu- must be doing it. Right. And so, and that's where I like the headset better with the unit I'm using because when I use that other app that I was using on Saturday, the delay I think is like a second and a half. Yeah, too much. And it, it really just makes it so difficult to, to communicate with them. Now, one of the other things that came up on the show was that uh, Geo's wife and daughter were participating in a uh, Mommy and Me class online, virtually. Okay. And Geo thought that it was free. And then found out that they're paying $10 per class. Right. And he was furious. And it got me thinking, I brought up on the program too, like people people don't want to pay for stuff online. It's like he would gladly pay for his wife and daughter to go to this mommy and me class and be entertained mm-hmm. by Timmy, the uh, guitar player. But once it moves online, all of a sudden it's less valuable. All right, so that's interesting because something came across I saw on a Facebook sports travel 
page or whatever yeah. the other day that I saw. And I had the same reaction to him. Now, I know this is a little different, but it's sort, it's sort of similar as well. There's a guy out there. He's like, a, I want to say he's in his 30s. And I guess for his living, he's like, he's like a baseball instructor. But because right now everything's shut down, he's offering online lessons for like 10 bucks or something or $20 for a half yeah. hour or something like that. And my first thought was, are you out of your mind? Right. Well, I'm going to pay to watch a video? Like, it's one thing if you go to the facility and he's there working with you and he's observing you and he's making corrections. You feel like he's providing more of a service. But if I'm at home, and I think this is where it becomes more similar, I can go on YouTube and find baseball how-to videos for free, and they're countless. I can also go to YouTube and find a guy singing the wheels on the bus go round and round for free on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something about going to a facility, going to a place of business to where you feel like you're getting more of a service and an interaction. That would be my guess. I'm not sure if that's a good guess, but that would be at least that's the way I think of it. I think that's a good guess. Also, you assume that there's some overhead charges for this guy. He's renting the gym. He's got to get the equipment. Yeah. And when someone's doing it online, that overhead is gone. But I did hear, and I think this is the maybe this is the conversation you were having, because I did hear at one point you chime in about why people don't want to pay for things online, and you mentioned the newspaper. I think that, I yeah. think that was part of this conversation, yeah? Yes. I believe that one is the best one of all, because I'm with you. I think the newspapers screwed themselves years and years and years ago by giving it away for free when it started. Right. And so had they started with the model of you want to buy the newspaper, it's 50 cents on the newsstands, buy it online for a quarter. I think they would have they would have had a much better model. I think they really hurt themselves years and years ago when this started. Yes, I agree. And also, like I had a uh, I had an appointment for a skin doctor uh, because I have this uh, like mole on the top of my head, which sometimes gets in the way when I'm shaving my head. Okay, so you actually went to a guy online and he told you how to do it yourself? (laughs) (laughs) I hit up a YouTube video, Jerry. (laughs) No, but I got a call from the skin doctor that was saying, of course, you know, we need to cancel because of uh, coronavirus. Right. Would you like like the doctor to look—would you like an online appointment for the doctor to look at it? I immediately said no. Interesting. Because I'm like, I'm not paying for you to look— on your iPad. Right. I, I want some interaction. I want some yeah. overhead. I want some insurance to be involved. You you would like him to funnel your balls to make sure that you're okay physically. Something, Jerry. Right. I, I totally understand. Bend Give over now, something. Al. Something. Right. <laughs> so I, no, had I to, get uh, it. I had the online thing is interesting because as interactive as we can now be, and, and we can be, and it's and in a lot of ways it's awesome, it's also not quite the same as human interaction. Right. So, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there struggling, you know, being, and this is what we were talking about the other day. Like, I feel very fortunate. A day like today, I look out and I smile because I'm expecting basketball and wiffle ball all day outside. Maybe not all day, but a good portion of the day. And it makes it feel like a normal afternoon for me. On some of those rainy days and you're stuck inside, I could totally see how people feel completely isolated. And then if you're in an apartment building, or if you're in a townhouse that has really no backyard to do anything and you've got three kids running around around the house, I would think two weeks in, it's a really difficult situation because while everyone's still healthy and okay, 
you're probably still ready to kill each other just because you're staring at one another 24-7. Right. And there's no outlet. I would say that's true, yes. So I feel very fortunate that I'm not in that situation, but I do understand that there are a lot of those that are. Right. So, yeah. I'm one of those, Jerry. I'm stuck in an apartment complex. And you're ready to punch yourself in the face when you look in the mirror. Gina has not agreed to see me until Friday. That would be two weeks since I was last in New York. She put me there on a two-week New York City quarantine. Will she still be watching the dog? That's what I asked. She said uh, that she thinks the dog's going up early Friday morning, going back home. Okay. because it'd be kind of It would be kind of cool if the dog stayed and then watched you guys as you embraced for the first time in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I would like the dog there, Jerry. Well, tell her to keep the dog till Saturday. Yeah, uh, well, the dog uh, has got to go back up north with uh, her son. Oh, okay, got it. So when he decides he wants to go back up north, the dog goes with him. Fair enough. Unfortunately, but I would like to bond with this dog. Mm. I was uh, FaceTiming with the dog yesterday. Well, look at it this way, though. The dog's not going to be in your life. You're going to have your own dog, so you're probably better off not getting connected to the dog. Don't don't bond with this dog. I got my own dogs to worry about in the future. I would not. I'm getting me a race dog, Jerry. Good luck. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Urinal and a greyhound. Perfect. And then you can teach the greyhound to pee in the urinal. Yep. Oh, Jerry, if I could figure that out. We teach these dogs to run. Why can't we teach them to pee in a urinal? I think you can. What if I got the lower, like the, remember the old school urinals that uh, you go sometimes to old bars or something and they're, they go all the way down to the floor? Yeah, we're like in schools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There's your bathroom. And you teach the dog dog. right in the urinal. Oh, the problem is it'll poop in the urinal. (laughs) And then you got to clean it. <laughs> oh, that would be glorious if that ever happened. Well, I got to clean it anyway. Even if it goes outside and it poops, I got to clean it. I know, it. but it'd be right there in the urinal, in your house. Oh, God. You could probably teach a dog to go into the shower, like if you have a shower stall, to go in the shower and pee in that drain. I would think. Good luck with all this, Al. <laughs> I got to go. All right, Jerry, warm up next. See ya. <laughs> It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. It's a Wednesday in New York. They call it Hump Day, but every day seems to be the same. It's like Groundhog's Day, but it's Wednesday. Al Dukes, what up? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm uh, I'm all right. I'm doing good. Going to have some sunshine today. I'm looking. Oh. Uh, things are looking up. Okay, good. I spent uh, most of yesterday uh, contemplating a, a news story that I saw. I'd want to share it with you and see what your thoughts are. So Suzanne Summers, you remember her from uh, Three's Company? Chrissy. Chrissy on Three's Company. Uh, oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, she wants her, quote, tasteful nudes to appear in Playboy. Good she is She is 75 years old. And still looks to be great. hanging out. What's All that, right. Jerry? I said, and she still looks great. Yeah, and I was wondering, do I want to see this? Um, I think and you I, take a look. Yeah. That's exactly what I came up with. I spent about six hours. Now, now this back is not right now either, though. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. She's what do you 73 mean? now. She oh, okay. When she turns 75, she wants oh. that done. Well, what are we waiting till 75? Well, I didn't know that, Jerry. I'm glad you looked more into this story. I did read this story. More in I, depth. Here's why, I look, here's why I read the story. Not so yeah. much for that part of it, but do you remember... It's got to be, God, 10, 15 years ago, she contracted cancer and refused um, regular medical care. 
Okay. And she was trying to treat it organically with, you know, fruits, vegetables, vitamins, stuff like that. And I was very curious if that was in the story, how she is health-wise. And I did not really, in the one story I read, I didn't see it. All right. So that's where I saw that she's 73, and this is what she wants for her 75th birthday. Okay, so two more years we've got to wait for this. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, we very rarely get to see nude 70-year-olds. Like, it's not a thing in our culture. Um, so can't think of one. Nope. So I would take a look just to, oh, see, yeah. what's, just to <laughs> see, see what's going on. What do I have to look forward to? You know what yes! I mean? Yes! I do hear you. There is a picture, I will tell you, in the Oprah magazine of her. Which it's you not, subscribe to? Uh, no, no. But if you, uh, I'm just Googling it now, the fact that she is a cancer survivor. All right. Um, I'm just taking a look now, and there is a picture of her on the website at 73 with no clothes on. Yeah, oh, right. boy. <laughs> You're right. You know what? I did see this, but uh, she's not, she's covering all the important parts yes i didn't say right. it was exposed i just right. said she took now she it also says she nude. did she did use radiation and so she actually did go the medical route uh, eventually but yeah so there's a picture there use your imagination but yeah it's there i wonder if that's what she means by tasteful nudes where you don't really show anything just leave it to your leave it to your dirty imagination nice Jerry. clams yeah, yeah, all right nice all right. clams i mean it could yeah i mean that's certainly possible yeah I mean, it's a long time boy three's company was how long ago 70s like 80s the 70s right? yeah late 70s that was my favorite sitcom growing up oh it was terrific like everything just took place in the apartment in the regal beagle that was it there was nowhere else uh sometimes you get you get a little look into the ropers apartment <laughs> right but not often Right. There was the Ropers and there was, I forget the other. Don, uh, Mr. Furley. Mr. Furley. Don The Furleys. The well, Furley family. Him. No, I think I thought he had a wife. No. No. Mr. Oh. Furley? Mr. Furley. No. And then they had the Ropers was the spinoff. You remember that? Uh, yes. Did and not Mrs. go well. Mrs. Roper was always looking for a like, sexy time. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. And Mr. Roper was like, I'm old. I'm not interested. And you Pass. know what's crazy about that? He probably wasn't even 50. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I picture him being like 75 years old in that thing. You're yes. right, though. In the 70s, a 50-year-old looked like they were 70. Absolutely. So funny. When you actually look back on some of those things, it's actually funny to find out the ages of yes, people. Absolutely. See that? And just look, that was Norman Fell. Norman Fell. Terrific right, so actor. Norman Fell, if I look at it very quickly, he was born in 1912. Well, he passed away in 1998. So okay, he was so he, in, was, he was 50. He was he 53. <laughs> he was my age. I was Mr. Roper's age. Yes, you or were I Mr. Am Roper. Mr. Roper's age. Good Why don't Lord. you come into the bedroom now, Jerry? <laughs> right, and then Mr. Roper would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me just go to the Regal Beagle and hang out with Larry instead. That is all he wanted. And then what was the um, the brunette that, um, what was what was the guy's Joyce name? Joyce DeWitt. Well, that was, was yeah, the actress, well, Janet. Right, I, that was Janet. Janet. It was Jan- I think it was Janet. Yeah, Janet. Um, the, 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 the brunette that Larry was always into. God, mm. I can't think of her name now. I don't remember. Was it La- Lana? Maybe. I think it was I'll Lana. never remember that, yeah. It's funny. Anyway, it was pretty good. Uh, then I saw a story, Jerry, about a town in Wales. I'm not sure where Wales is. I know it's not in America. That I know London, that much. London, isn't it? It's part of the UK. Part of the UK. Uh, Goats have taken over the streets there because... My mother had a bad experience with these goats. That's true. My mother, when she went on a class trip when she was a child, she said she was eating a bag of potato chips and a goat attacked attacked her for the chips and ate... 
not only the chips, but the bag the chips were in. Are you surprised by this? <laughs> How does a goat pass that? Uh, that I couldn't tell you. That I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not familiar with the goat's intestinal system? Hmm. I am not. I, I thought don't. you would have been. My bad. I have no idea. Anyway, goats are taking over this town in uh, Wales because there's no people on the street, so the goats are kind of roaming free. That tells me that people are taking it seriously, and that's great. And then it reminded me, I follow uh, comedian Nikki Glazer on Instagram. Yeah, I love her. And she put up a picture of a tweet where somebody wrote, I wonder if the pigeons in New York City think we've all gone extinct. I don't Which think I thought the was funny. Think anything? I thought it was funny, so I was going to bring it up here. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me give credit to the comedian who said that or who wrote that. Okay. So I was going to reference it here to you, Jerry. So then it I amused thought you. it amused me, but I, and I like to give credit where credit is due. So I said, let me go uh, on um, Twitter and just type in search pigeons extinct. You would, <laughs> Jerry. There are so many people who tweeted that exact same thing. Not giving oh, credit to anybody. I think everyone's ripping everyone off on this Twitter. Uh, you think? So, like, if you just search and do it to amuse yourselves today, you guys got nothing but time on your hands. No, I got time. I'm listening. good. I'm doing good. Well, I had plenty of time to search. Pigeons extinct. Just one after another. Same person thinking they're right in this clever, hilarious joke. Now, do you think that's everyone thinking of that at the same time? Or they heard it somewhere and are going to take credit for it themselves? Uh, one, this is people that have way too much time on their hands and mm-hmm. nothing to do with their lives. Uh, and two, they probably heard it and then put it out there and figured if you see it from me first, you heard it from me first. Right. Then I own it. Uh, probably so. Yes. Until someone famous comes along with it and realizes that right. it's time stamped prior to you saying it. And you look Boom. like a jackass. Rip off artist. Exactly, sir. I see that Stratomatic Baseball is taking off during this coronavirus and people are. Oh. Yeah. Boomer did a uh, sports <laughs> minute on it yesterday or mon- maybe Monday. I never understood Stratomatic. I never played it, so I don't know anything about it. To me, it was like I tried to get into Dungeons and Dragons when I was uh, in high school. Like, yeah, I didn't do that either. Some of my friends were into that. Shocker. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just didn't have the imagination for it. Like you'd roll a die, you'd roll a like a twenty sided die, right? And then you'd go, "Oh, my, um, my dragon just slayed your." warrior or just something yeah. stupid i was like what is what I is i don't this? even know what it is i never that's again i i'm gonna sound like boomer here i yeah. was outside playing <laughs> I really, some days I it rained and we played dungeons and dragons don't judge i have no idea i don't know nothing man not about feel, dungeons and dragons i feel like stratomatic is the baseball version of dungeons and dragons it could be it very well could be i i wouldn't know i didn't play stratomatic either hmm. i don't even know what that is it's some sort of like game of baseball where you roll dice or something, and it goes, oh, like, oh, Gary Carter's coming up. Let me roll the dice. Oh. Uh, your pitcher just threw a fastball, and Gary Carter hit a double in the gap. Yeah, doesn't interest me. You're not interested in that? No, because the right. games were on. Now, card flipping, I was into that, and collecting cards, I think, as you were. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, what's funny is I think on the podcast we were discussing, I think I told you we have a couple of boxes from when we moved here a couple of years ago that we never opened. And in one of them, my wife found, and I, I didn't even realize it, that I didn't have it in my in my office. Found a couple of my uh, card books, and I found the entire Mets and Yankees team cards from like 1987 and 88. And I'm looking at them like, well, what am I gonna do with these now? They're yeah, not what worth are these? a thing. 
Right. And I, and I know your boy Gary V loves the card collecting and he's all mm-hmm. into it again, but that time period they're worth nothing. Right, they were too they were mass produced too much. Yeah. I mean, I had Do you remember do you remember the uh, the trading card score? Score, yeah. I mean, I have a million of those. Yeah. What do I do with them? Useless, Jerry. They are useless. Donruss, Tops, Fleer, all these cards. Nothing. See if, see if Gary V will buy them off you. Just send them to sell a big... That's <laughs> actually not a bad idea. <laughs> just sell the whole lot of them to him. Hey, Gary V, you want some Mark <laughs> McGuire Tops traded cards? <laughs> yeah, I saw a, actually a documentary on Netflix about uh, trading cards and that, that era where um, the Fleer, Ken Griffey Jr. rookies... Yeah, I had then, a million of them. Yeah, then Fleer just started mass yep. producing nothing but got the rookies. Nothing but cards. We're going to take a quick break. When oh, we come back, oh, we'll get into hockey trading cards. No and chance. then uh, Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, about a minute or so until we get to the top with Boomer and Geo. Al, what else you got? I see that troubled uh, UFC fighter John Jones pled guilty to a DWI. They gave him house arrest. Isn't that what we're all under right now? Like, <laughs> yes. That's not even a punishment. He's being watched, though. Usually house he arrest, is? they put a bracelet on you or something. We're all being watched, you. Jerry. Well, you can still go out if you have to. You know what was interesting? I went out to donate some clothes yesterday. Mm. You can't even put the clothes in the bins. They have police tape over them. Oh, really? Not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to sell some stuff on eBay, and I was like, oh, do people want my stuff with p- potential coronavirus germs on it? Probably not. I think not. the answer is probably no. Also, I don't want to go to the post office. Uh, so I, I got gotcha. you. So I just have a pile now of uh, of potential things to sell. Can't you drop them off downstairs in your building and have them pick them up? I don't know how that works, Jerry. I think everyone's afraid of the coronavirus now. No I one's think... picking anything up. Okay. Everyone's in gloves. I meant the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, the postman. They're still working. They're doing they a are. great job. Through rain, sleet, snow, and ice. pandemic. And pandemic. And I see Gronk and his girlfriend have donated 20,000 masks. Where do they get them from? I have no idea. Because all I hear is there's a shortage, and yet every right. Tom, Dick, and Harry is donating <laughs> yes. thousand of them. Uh, did he have 20,000 masks? Like, there's never... And I dig deep into these articles, Jerry. There's never an explanation of where these masks come from. Yeah, I don't I don't know the answer. And why, why is there a shortage then? And I saw some dude on News 12 New Jersey who's 3D printing masks... And just dropping them off at hospitals. Why don't, I don't even know what that means. How do you 3D, 3D print something? I don't even well, know what he's that means. Three, he's 3D printing. You get a 3D printer, and he's printing plastic shields for the doctors and nurses' faces okay. and dropping them off at hospitals. Well, it's so very nice of him. Well, I don't know. Doesn't everyone do that? I don't know. I don't know how to 3D print. Me neither. I don't have it a 3D printer. Cool. It does if you can. You could be a hero. You could be a medical hero. Why don't I get a 3D printer and just start printing whatever we're needed here in the world? And call News 12. You're already in the Rolodex. Right. Oh, hi, News 12. Madeline Hero here again. I'm going to begin. I need to start printing stuff. How do I do this? <laughs> did you hear uh, Did you hear the uh, Mike Tyson audio, speaking of uh, 911? I read that uh, he was talking about tigers or something, but I did not hear the audio. He was on a, he was on a podcast. He was on the Fat Joe podcast. A podcast. There's more classic baseball <laughs> tonight at 7 p.m. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.